And it was because I asked for it. Because you always have the no. You know, you have always the no when you want to date, when you want to get something like a discount, when you want to get into college, when you want to get a new job. You always have the no if you don't try. So it truly doesn't hurt trying. You are now listening to Closer in Tech, the podcast created by the D2 Collective. This is Erica. And this is Nasty. The D2 Collective's vision is to make the tech world feel closer. This podcast aims to inspire you through the ever-changing world of tech. Meet Yanesha. If there's one word that defines Yanesha, it's energy. As an account executive for LinkedIn Marketing Solution and a proud Puerto Rican living in New York City, she believes in the transformative power of technology in communities and organization. She has a diverse background spanning from retail, advertising, marketing, nonprofit, startups, and IT services. Yanisha has acquired skills in brand management, project management, business development, leadership, digital transformation, and coaching. As an SDG ambassador and youth advocate, she's on a mission to empower Latinas and Black women to pursue their dreams. So join us today as we delve into Yanisha's inspiring journey, exploring her career paths, personal growth, and valuable insights on taking action in one's professional life. Don't miss out on this energizing conversation. Thank you so much, Yanisha, for being here with us today. No, thank you. That sounded amazing. I was like, wow, is that me? Yeah, this is you. I know. Um, so I've been a long-term fan, I'd say. I mean, we both were working at LinkedIn, um, I think just at different times. So I left before yeah. you joined. And yeah, so I think we have some people in common. And it was really great to, yeah, kind of see your post appearing in my LinkedIn homepage. Mm. That I was like, yeah, you would be such a great fit for... Um, for the podcast, because I think your story is really inspiring. So can you tell us a bit more about your background? Who is Yanesha? Wow, that's a deep question. Um, I'm going to try to make it the simplest way. Um, well, apart from my demographics of being a Black, Latina, and Puerto Rican, I'm an optimist, naturally curious, that actually allows me to learn, and a risk taker. I don't know if you have ever watched Scandal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love when she says, my God tells me everything I need to know. And I feel that's exactly who I am. Like I always follow my God in everything in my life. So from being born and raised in Puerto Rico, a beautiful island in the Caribbean, I suggest everyone to come and visit. Um, I have volunteered as psychologist in Brazil. I have led an NGO as a kind of CEO, general manager when I was 22. I did a master's degree in Spain and almost got to be an entrepreneur with one of my best friends from the master. She built a business. I tried to support her, but then I needed to pay my loans, my student loans. So I needed to move on with my career. And then I kick off my career as a woman in sales in Ireland that allowed me later on to relocate to New York City, following my desires to always do a change or you know, following that gut feeling. And it's amazing because, I mean, you are a bit, like you are an entrepreneur today because you also have like Clique. Clique, yes. Um, <laughs> don't worry. Uh, clique is a Spanish word coming from Clique. That is an English word that means um, an ex exclusive group or circle with uh, similar ambitions. But in this case, Clique is inclusive, but also for people with the similar ambitions or wants to learn about specific topics like body, mind, and money. 
That's amazing. I loved it. Yeah, I also see that. So you have a newsletter with these, right? Can you tell us a bit more? Yeah, about how you started this and. Uh... Yeah, um, I'm a multi multi passionate person. Uh, I love different things from technology to psychology, uh, from music um, to economy, politics. So I feel my life is not just one thing. And over the years, I have learned that the most important thing to take care of is yourself. I realized like my body, my mind and my money are three key pillars to make me who I am. So starting with my mind, uh, learning to take risks since early stages of my career and personal development to accept who I am as a person. Second, uh, my body. I am like a person that tends to be slimmer than like the rest, let's say, because that's my body constitution and my genes, right? But something that I didn't realize over the years, it was how food was impacting my body. And not just my body, how it looked like in the mirror, but also how I was feeling. I got gastritis, which is basically when your stomach cannot digest your food properly. So you get a lot of pain. And I was eating very bad. I was the type of person that ordered a hamburger without lettuce or tomato or anything related with veggies. Veggies were not my best friends. Um, now they are my best friends, my partners, everything for me. But back then they were not. So I realized that even if I was very ambitious as a student, as an NGO leader in that moment of time, I needed to take care of my body. I needed to start eating properly, drink more water and exercise and not just exercise to look good, but also exercise because your body is what allows you to do anything that you want. Like you can want many things, but if you're not healthy because of your own habits or because life happens and sometimes we get things that we don't want, then that will influence the rest of your life and career. And the third one, which is the, the one that I'm speaking the most lately is money. For me, money is freedom and understanding how the system works in terms of 401k or retirement pension, um, credit cards, saving, investing, all of those topics will allow you to be free and invest in others. For example, having a job that gives you insurance allows you to take care of your health. So I see everything as connected, but also my vision for Clique is that it's not just a place to learn but also to exchange ideas so right now i'm going through the process of reframing what is clicking if it will stay as a newsletter or if i i will turn it in more a medium or a channel to share more topics of how other things beyond those ones i already mentioned influence your career your person and your well-being this is amazing thank you so much for sharing i love this like um like all these points are so relatable because there's so much more to like well-being. Like it's such a, I think it's such a, it's a beautiful word, but it includes like different parts. And sometimes you just either get too lost in one or in another. Um, and the perception of success, as you said, it can be like something in your life is really working, but then some other parts are not really. So having this kind of holistic view, I think it's, um, it's really great. I love it because I, we have so many things in common. It's actually mm -hmm. quite funny. Um, but I was also part of Isaac. Um, oh, did I know. Oh, I yeah, yeah. And for me, it's like one part that whenever I meet someone that's from Isaac, I, I just I just love it because it's the feeling of community. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's great. And we were also part of LinkedIn, as we said. So um, because you're a fellow LinkedIn, um, <laughs> I'm going to ask is, what is something that's not on your LinkedIn profile? Yeah, many people will say that you should maybe delete or omit some of your experiences based on how you develop your career, because maybe they're not interconnected to who you are as a person or professional now. My point of view is that everything that I have done in my career has influenced who I am today. So most of my life is on LinkedIn. From my very first job uh, selling donuts in Krispy Kreme when I was 18 years old to my most recent appointment as LinkedIn ERG, Ola Global Allyship Lead Role. Because at the end, like everything that I have lived or my decisions or the risk that I have taken in through my life makes who I am today. I think the only thing that is not explicitly mentioned in my LinkedIn, I think I have ever mentioned her, is my niece. She's my main source of energy and inspiration. And this little person of 10 years old is always pushing me to be my best version. So she came to my life when I was 19 years old. So basically she has shaped all my decisions. And even if sometimes I feel that I'm like far away from her, I love and enjoy so much when she knows that I live in Brazil, that I live in Spain, that I live now in New York. And to see like she values my experiences also makes me value even more who I am. So I think that's the only thing that is not very clear is that my main source of energy is Alanis, which is my niece, and she's everything. And it's, it's so oh, interesting nice. because I feel, and this is more like uh, a thought that I was having recently, in our current times, a lot of people of our age, I'm not sure if we're the same age, but I'm 29, soon to be 30, um, that we don't have kids as of now or maybe before 30. Nieces and nephews, they turn to be everything for you. Uh, that's the, like that's like an extension of who you are as a person. And I see this through myself and other people that they really try to be the best example or the best inspiration to their nieces and nephews. Yeah, I, I totally relate to that. So for me, it's not niece and nephews, but it's my brothers. And I have like Aww. younger brothers, way younger. So I'm 30 and I have like way younger brothers because they are now 14 and 16. So more or less. And they came in my life when I was like 15 and 17. And for me, like the biggest thing was that I really want to be the best version for them. Best mm -hmm. version I can be. I want to set an example, lead by example. Um, and this is such an impact, I think, because it's kind of the reason behind everything I do, you know, I want them to look up at me and see that, you know, also yeah. like living abroad, like they're, they're getting to experience so many different things because of me. And I also feel yes. a certain responsibility in that kind of in that end. Um, so yeah, so it's, it, it's super interesting, but yeah, very, um, very relatable. I think another part that really comes, um, when you're speaking is, how important the culture is so something i wanted to ask is like how is your like multicultural background and also like the multiple experiences you had abroad in different countries um how have they influenced your professional journey that's a great question because through my life i had made decisions without actually having like a plan i always i always knew i want to do i wanted to do something big I, and I'm still trying to do something big, right? I'm still in my process. 
in the middle of my journey, to be very honest. I think I'm maybe in the pivotal moment of my life. But over the years, and even like in early stage of my career, um, my life, I faced many people that didn't feel comfortable with my levels of energy. I'm very energetic. I'm the type of person that arrives in a place and say like, good morning, buenos dias, super excited and always trying to transmit my energy. And since my early years, people were like sometimes like not um, enjoying as much my personality uh, or they were feeling overwhelmed. And I understand I have a lot of energy, which I control right now going to the gym. And that energy and curiosity is what allowed me to succeed in every step of my career. During my master's degree, for example, um, I took a student loan and I was always in the front row because I wanted to participate. I wanted to learn because I was a very curious person. I studied psychology before in Puerto Rico through my bachelor's degree. But now I was doing my master in business, taking finances and accounting. What? Yeah, I was trying to do be my best. I, my personal goal was to be the top one. I ended up being the top seven. But still, that was good for me. Um, I was always commenting in class. And during my master's degree, we had the option to go on a trip named like Global Immersion Week to visit technology hubs in San Francisco, Shanghai. But in that moment of my life, I was broke. So I didn't have any extra penny to pay for this trip, but I did have a lot of network in Dublin, which is a technology hub that was not part of the Global Immersion Week. In that very moment, I was iMarketing Club president. And I decided taking this multicultural background that I have, thanks to ISEC also, that allowed me to go to Brazil, to travel to India, Ecuador, Mexico, and make a lot of friends and contacts, I decided to do a trip to Dublin. And I used my network of ISEC and IE alumni to visit LinkedIn, Hotspot, Google, and Meta offices in Dublin. Did someone ask me to do it? No, I was just broke. I still wanted to have the experience for that week of visiting a technology hub and I just used the resources that I had available. Similar, um, and I feel that something that needs to be highlighted is that in that moment of my life, I felt like my network was my net worth. Because at the end, yeah. my network was the one allowing me to do this trip and also allowing other 20 I students to have the same experience. And then to landing my first job at LinkedIn for the EMEA office, the people that helped me were European, Middle Eastern, people from different, different backgrounds. And how I managed to get in is that I allowed myself to be coached, to get feedback, and also to adapt to different realities. Because in Dublin, I was working for the Spanish and Portuguese market. I'm not a Spanish, I'm not Portuguese. I'm native in Spanish from Puerto Rico, which is very different from Spanish from Spain. But still, I had the mindset of, I need to learn, I need to be adaptable, I need to be curious. So I use my multicultural background of being a Puerto Rican living in Europe that travel to different countries as a kind of backpacker volunteer during my ISEC times to actually use all of those learnings in the corporate world and joining LinkedIn. And that allowed me to adapt very quick because at the end, I realized like my only 
my only challenge here is myself. So how can I make the best out of what I'm living? And thanks to this mindset of always trying to look for solutions, which is one of the values of and leadership development skills from Isaac of being solution oriented, I get to be rookie of the year for EMEA. Um, and for me, that was an award that represented not really my achievements, but my journey to get there. And that journey was from accepting myself in my early stage in my career and life and owning my personality on who I am to then always being curious, optimistic, and always trying to learn something, even if that means to lose in the process. It's very fascinating because I think it's so interesting because for every achievement that you achieve or I achieve or anyone achieves, the most interesting part is to look back at what actually got them there. Yes. And it's usually a situation sometimes that maybe was like scarcer than others, but then with the abundance mindset, with this kind of like very resourceful, Isaac solution oriented, um, you really make the most of everything you have around you. I love the example of the Tech Hub Week in Dublin, you know, because you're like, okay, what can I do? Like, and you were really able to use your network. And I really do believe to this day that your network is your network. Like my way into LinkedIn was someone I met at university. Yes. And I wasn't even that close to them, but they, you know, they they helped me uh, get in and, and, and this is, Great, you know, because for me, like joining LinkedIn was one of those moments that you look back and it's one of those like sliding doors that life could have found so many different ways and joining tech was for sure um, one of them. Talking about like pivotal moments, um, what is for you a pivotal moment when you realize the importance of taking action in your career? It's very funny because I remember one moment of my career that I just asked for something. Um, and it was, I was back then working in Krispy Kreme and one of my best friends from Puerto Rico, she asked me to go with her to an interview from a boutique Roma, Tiendas Roma in Puerto Rico. And I was like, yeah, I can come with you. Of course, you know, when you go with your friends just to their appointments or things that they need to do. And while I was there in the store and she was doing the interview, the kind of director, uh, of the store, she came to me and she said hi. And I say hi back. And they said, like, hey, can I also get an interview? And she's like, Do you want to work for Roma? Like the boutique? I'm like, well, yes, why not? And I got the interview and I got the job. So I shifted from Krispy Kreme to Tiendas Roma, where I was not just a sales representative. Uh, for women looking for prom dresses or the outfit for the date or a new purse, I managed to be assistant manager when I was 19, I think, or like 19 or 20. I also managed to be the first social media manager. So I remember creating the first content for them for Instagram uh, when e-commerce was not the big thing as yet. And it all started because I was curious and I asked if I could make an interview. I was like, can I make an interview? And I feel that that specific experience always, always reminds me to ask for things. And then if we were, you know, 10 years later, I wanted to move from Dublin to New York. Um, why New York? I'm a Puerto Rican and we have a lot of Puerto Ricans in New York and it's just three hours flight to my uh, 
home, which is Puerto Rico. So I decided that let me ask, let me go to Sales Navigator, which is a platform from LinkedIn to check which managers from LinkedIn marketing solutions, because I wanted to shift from sales solutions to marketing solutions, were working from the New York office. And I'm like, whoa, I found like three, four, five. And the first one that I had a coffee chat with was the one that hired me and allowed me to relocate from Dublin to New York. And it was because I asked for it, because you always have the no, you know, you have always the no when you want to date, when you want to get something like a discount, when you want to get into college, when you want to get a new job, you always have the no if you don't try. So it truly doesn't hurt trying. So I think that was my main pivotal moment was back when I was 19 that I just asked for something and I got a yes. And that was an opportunity for me to always yeah. ask for things that I want. It's incredible. But when you when you really start asking, then also like this for me, like, for example, it's something I learned when I was doing like salary negotiation. Like I never like I never in my mind I would think about, you know, negotiating yeah. my salary. And then I was in Dublin and someone in my team when I started said, oh, I tried to negotiate. But they, they said no, because, yeah, whatever, for sales development, everybody had the same. And I was like, what did you try to do? And I was like, and I remember my mindset coming from Italy, like LinkedIn already offered me like double, you know, what I was earning. So I was like, what, what are you talking about? I just signed, you know, I was happy. So the moment that switch happens, you know, it makes such a difference because it, it's something that it really changes like your mindset in life, I think. Um, and I think, I mean, something that we touched a bit on is also like, like network and working with others. What role do you think like personal branding plays like in taking control of your professional life? Personal branding is anything and everything. It's who you are at the same time. Like it's, it's very interesting because we always see brands like Apple, you know, it's very easy to understand the value of the brand, but it's very hard for many people, including myself sometimes, to understand your own personal brand because it's very hard to speak about yourself. It, I think that's a challenge that many people have and everyone needs to train themselves to be able to sell themselves. Sometimes it's easier to sell someone else or a product or service. So I, at the beginning, I didn't know how to describe my personal brand. and But speaking with friends, analyzing my success, uh, why was I successful in these specific moments of my life? What did I learn? What actually made me feel uncomfortable, but also makes who I am? And what made me unique? And that made me to pinpoint really what who Yanesha is. Uh, but I, but to be very honest, um, I'm constantly changing and evolving. I have my, my foundations, right? I'm an energetic, I'm passionate, I'm optimistic. And those three things are connected to every moment of my life. But I do change my interest from time to time. And sometimes I'm like, is that the right thing to do? But then at the same time, when I change interest or when I get curious about something, I learn something new. And then something that I love to do is to interconnect everything. You know, I always try to make like connections. And once in my life, I, I said like, our lives are like blocks. So first block is when you're a kid. Second block is high school. Third block is college. And then fourth block is adult. And then it continues, right? 
but all of those blocks are connected. Like we can never say that my personal brand is not connected to who Janesha was when she was a kid. When I was a kid, a lot of people tend to say like I was going to be a lawyer because I tend to always ask why, 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 and try to defend other people. Like that was something, someone that I, I was since I was a little kid. Even like, I love to talk. I talk a lot. And that's also something that is connected to who I am now. Now I'm learning to be more like a listener because I'm in sales. But at the same time, that doesn't change who I am and how I show up in every call with a client. So personal branding is everything. And it's also a process of understanding who you are and working with your self-esteem. And everything is connected at the end with your professional life. Because you can, uh, in one point of my life, I was saying, fake it till you make it. But really, I was not faking it. That was me. That was exactly me. Just not as, maybe with this, the strongest self-esteem that I needed to say, fake it till you make it. No, I was being myself and I was making it. And I think that's why personal branding plays an extremely important role in your professional life, but also exploring who you are. And how do you want to show up for the world? I love it. This is like so, I think, uh, so important. Like there's a message that I really want to underline on what you just said, which is it was, it, it's not it's not like a mask you're putting on or taking, like it's just you, you know, it was always you, it was always there. Mm-hmm. And it's just about owning it, like in every conversation, in every like endeavor you have. Um, so we talk about some, of course, um of of the sides you know of your story but i was wondering do you ever deal like with like imposter syndrome like self-doubt like those moments where you're like oh my god where am i oh yes yes and i still deal with it from time to time i don't like imposter syndrome word i prefer more like sometimes systematically we have some challenges for example, like one challenge that I have that maybe people would think is imposter syndrome. And once a director told me it's not imposter syndrome, it's just a system that we live in, is my accent. Um, and I'm reading this new book that a friend suggested me, Big Magic from Elizabeth Gilbert, where she explains. Oh, amazing. I love this book. Yeah. I, a friend was reading it and I started. I'm just in the page like 25, but that already allowed me to learn something about myself. Because she explains that her mom helped her to face her fears by doing what she was afraid of. And I was like, exactly that's how I deal with my issues or with my self-doubt. I'm afraid of speaking English with an accent. Okay, let's move to New York City and work with North American clients native in English. Or am I afraid to traveling alone? Okay, let's go to Brazil uh, with just 19 years old. So that's the way that I that I deal with self-doubt is just doing it because I'm also like kind of afraid of not living my life to the fullest. So that's why I always follow my gut feelings. Like uh, what's the worst thing that can happen? I'm not doing things from a bad uh, position or from, you know, I'm doing from good. I want to do good for the world. So why would it go wrong? Yeah, this is like, it's, um, I, I like that you're sharing that um first like thank you so much for of course the vulnerability because it takes time also to say yeah there are some things that I'm aware of I also have the the accent thing I remember I was fighting so hard against it you know like saying oh, I don't want my Italian accent I want to sound 
whatever, you know? And then you just realize people sound like in different ways. Um, and, and it's a process, of course, like not every day is, is, is perfect. Like, you know, yes. um, and I think, I think this is one of the main thing is that, um, so I read something today that was really inspiring that we all have like bad days, you know, but these yes. are short, like moods and feeling, you know, a feeling doesn't last for more than 10 seconds. You know, we can decide if mm -hmm. we want to hang on to that or just, you know, it was what it was. And mm -hmm. we feel that we felt, we, we felt that we felt, and it's time to move on. So I think in the end, like when we look at like our life and what, what, what is important for us, our values, like looking back at your niece, my brother, so what, like what kind of example I want to set, um, it's very important thing. It's not a day, you know, it's like, it's more of a, um, the way I'm looking at it is not even years. I'm looking at the decade, you know, like what mm -hmm. can it become in a decade? You know, if I keep working hard, if I keep doing everything mm. that inspires him inspires me if I'm, if I'm true to myself so yeah thank you so much for sharing your story Anisha I really really appreciated it um you're very candid and vulnerable and 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 it sounds yeah I, I feel the energy you know <laughs> I feel it's amazing um if our listeners want to get in touch with you like where they can find you yeah thank you for inviting me to for allowing me to share my story um and also for taking the time to be here with me. I know we're in different time zones, so I love it. Um, so where can you find me? You can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Janaycha Perez Padilla, and also in Instagram, hola.jane. I'm currently working on Reframing Clique, but you can still subscribe and read my previous newsletters that I sent out about body, mind, and money. But my promise is this is going to be even better in the future because I'm going to add more topics that are relevant and affect our day-to-day -day life. Yeah, so I can send you the link, so maybe you can add it about Clickers. Yes, I will and do it. You want to join? I'm thinking even like if it's going to be in two languages. So I'm in the moment of exploring how to scale it because I feel it could have way more potential than what it was before. What it was before, it was more sharing my learnings and also key actions to manage your money, to manage your health and your mind, but more is coming. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for listening to Closer in Tech, a podcast created by the D2 Collective. We are on a mission to make the tech world feel closer. If you're new here, the D2 Collective is a global value-based membership community for those working in tech. Our members get access to a growing network of inspiring and talented individuals regular meetups in the major European cities, and additional content to unlock their personal and professional growth. If you want to be part of it, head to the d2collective.community. Thank you for listening.